Good morning. It's good to see everybody. I'm Rob, one of the pastors here on staff. One of uh, the great things I get to do is see how how God is on mission here at the Vineyard. And and I want to lift up two ways real quick this morning that I've seen that and experienced it. I, I found out a few weeks ago from one of our hospital teams that that one of the folks who come to our church needed a handicap ramp. So I called Dick Gilmore and said, you know, would you be interested in getting a group together to make that happen? And he got Gene and Larry, uh, and they went and they built a handicap ramp for them. Isn't that awesome? Uh, that's your faithfulness, their faithfulness. I can tell you that I helped. I took a picture. So uh, I, I really gave it a lot of effort. And then uh, I was uh, part of a team that went down to Houston for hurricane relief uh, down with Samaritan's Purse. And we had a great time. And I had to show a picture of me. I actually did work. I did something. I'm getting a little bit of a ring. Are you guys uh, a little bit of ring, Kevin? Maybe turn it down. Just a dad. All right, great. Um, So I rolled all week. With the best of them. So that's what I did. Uh, There's Sean. He's holding up the closet he built. He was hoping it was solid. That's a couple other people who were with us. And that's Ramona, Chris, and Jamie who were on the team. And right there is Anne. And that is her home. And she was displaced eight months ago when the hurricane happened. And has been living with family. And this week, she is finally going to get her home back. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? Samaritan's Purse is just a fantastic organization. But as I was uh, putting that together, I was reflecting upon my week there, and, and this thought occurred to me. Doesn't it seem like creation is fighting humanity? That, that in many ways creation is, is butting heads with humanity, that there's this big battle. We have hurricanes where lots of people... Uh, pass away, they lose their houses, half the neighborhood have not even moved back to their houses where Anne lives. Uh, This week, right now, as we are worshiping together, uh, there is a nor'easter happening on the northeast coast. At least six people have died. Uh, There's there's massive damage on the northeast coast. coast. Over 2,000 flights have been canceled. Am I the only one who thinks, I mean, there's tornadoes, and there's blizzards, and there's hurricanes, and there's tsunamis. Doesn't it feel like creation is fighting against humanity? Am I the only one who thinks that? Doesn't it seem like humanity is fighting humanity? I mean, just a couple weeks ago, the 17 folks who died down in Florida in that awful school shooting, there was another school shooting this week at a college where a couple people... Were, were killed. I, I read in the news that uh, a guy who violently molested seven children was sentenced 300 years in prison and he was let off by a technicality. Doesn't it seem like humanity is fighting humanity? Am I the only one who thinks that? Doesn't it seem like humanity's fighting God? That, 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 that we are sticking our hand up at God and saying, God, we'll do what we want. 
We'll define you as we want. I, I was shocked this week as I read the newspaper. I, I think I'm going to give up reading the newspaper. <laughs> you know, I already gave up Facebook for a little while because I was getting depressed. But I'm, I, I, I was reading some articles in USA Today, and there was an op-ed piece about what a horrible person Billy Graham was. Yeah, yeah, because he dared say that Jesus was the only way to salvation. And he called sin, sin. Yeah, doesn't it feel like creation and humanity are fighting and humanity's fighting humanity and humanity is fighting God? Well, that's why we're doing this sermon series in his image. Because we want you to know we're made in the image of God, but the image has been broken. Uh, image has been broken by sin and it affects you and me and, and it puts us in this, this this weird situation where things just aren't right we want to belong but somehow we don't and pastor tom started the series last week reminding us us that being made in the image of god means ultimately we are spiritual and anybody remember the e eternal let's try that again spiritual and eternal and today what we're going to talk about is being made in the image of God means we are relational and harmonious or harmonious and relational so let's look at the scripture just to give us some context we are in Genesis chapter 1 that's that's in the beginning of the book literally it's in the beginning of the book so you can open it up you can't miss it and the two verses we're really sitting on for this series are verses 26 and 27. Then God said, let us. Would you say us? Isn't that interesting? Let, let us, not let me. Let us make mankind in our, our. Would you say our? Image in our. You're getting it. In our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish and the sea and the, the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God created you. God created you with his image. What is his image? That's, that's what we're trying to answer in this series. Let's pray. Father, we, we do pray this morning that you would make clear to us what the image, your image, in us means for us and, and how to restore that image through the love of Jesus Christ. Would you show us that this morning in Jesus' name? Amen. So what I want you to see is God's image is harmonious and relational. And you might not get that yet, so we got to look at some scriptures. Is that okay? Just to confirm what we're doing here. So go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 2. Just right at the beginning. You can't miss it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering. Huh. The Spirit of God was hovering. 
over the waters. You, you should kind of go, huh. Let, let's try again. Let, let's talk about Jesus for a moment. Go to John 1.1. 1, 1. This is pretty easy. John 1.1. 1, 1. You can find that. I have confidence in you. And, and let's look what John 1.1 1, 1 says. In the beginning. Does that sound familiar? In the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Hmm. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. So let's look at this. God is harmonious and relational. Uh, what we're finding out here, God is one, but God is also spirit and son. Hmm. Let, let, let's look at something else. Go back to Genesis. Flip back to Genesis. Are you flipping? All right, Genesis 1, 26. We're back to where we started. Then God said, let us. Did you notice that? Let us in our image, in our likelihood. Is God confused about himself? Why doesn't he say, let me make, why does he even talk to himself? This is a little bit confusing. And so some scholars say, well, God was using the royal we. Royal we. Royal we. That means a monarch is more than himself, and so he's speaking in the third person, and that he's more than ourselves. The only problem with that theory, right? The only problem with that theory is people didn't start doing that till much, 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 much after this was written. Nobody had ever thought about writing like that. The second reason, I didn't give this to first service. You're getting a little more. Say, thank God. Yeah. Uh, the second reason uh, that people say, some scholars say that he did this, is he was talking to all the angels in heaven. But the Bible doesn't tell us that the angels made anything. So that doesn't make sense. So what would be the third reason? Well, God is relational. God himself is community. God is what we call in the Christian church, Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, what I want you to see, I'm just not making this up. If you go to Matthew 28, 18, you'll find that we were told by Jesus, go therefore and baptize, which we're going to do in a couple weeks, amen? Go therefore and baptize in the name of the Father and of the, and of the Holy Spirit. God is three in one. God works harmoniously with himself. God is relational in and of himself. And we're made in that image. Here, let me help you. This is called uh, a triad. And this is, th this is theology, forgive me. All right? But this is the best way to speak about God as Trinity. Now, you follow the top. The Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Holy Spirit, the, the Father is not the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not the Father. 
So they are not the same. There are three persons in one, but the Father is, the Son is, the Holy Spirit is. That is how God's revealed himself. And you might say, well, that's confusing. I don't get it. Tough luck. I just read in a book, and the author actually said, who are we to tell God how he is to reveal himself to us? He's told us that he is this way, and so we just have to accept it, even if we don't understand it. How many of you have flown on a plane before? How many of you understand thermodynamics? Or whatever they use to fly a plane? See, I don't even know. But I go on the plane and I fly it. I don't sit there. I don't agree with the fact that a 2,000-ton sardine can can fly. I just accept it. So if God's revealed himself as this way, we are called to accept it. Just say yes, even though we don't understand it. But what I want you to understand is the image of God is harmonious and relational, and we see that in the Trinity. So what happened to us? We were made in his image, and we were made to be harmonious. Think of it this way. You, you might have heard this before. It's said in the Old Testament and the New Testament, I have it referenced as Mark 12.30 because Jesus repeated it. But love the Lord your God with all your, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. See, human beings were originally harmonious. Our heart or flesh, our mind and our soul were totally and completely harmonious with each other. We were harmonious in ourselves just like God was within himself. Then, well, let's go to Romans chapter 8 verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set. This is what happens when sin came in and the image was shattered. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds on what their flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. So here's the deal. Because we have a shattered image, we were meant to be harmonious, but we have this battle between flesh and soul and mind. Now, am I the only one who's experienced that? Let me give you an example. You, You look at something and... You want to do the right thing. You know what the right thing to do is. The right thing is to do this. But your flesh, your heart, wants to punch the person. And your mind's saying, don't do that. And you do it anyway. Am I the only one who has that battle, that conflict? Let me try again. See, the doctor put me on a diet. And so I'm watching my calories. And we went to Giordano's to eat deep dish pizza. 
And like one piece of deep dish pizza is 5,000 calories or something. And I'm only supposed to do 1,500. And so I'm having this internal battle. I want to eat the whole thing. And my mind's saying, no, you get 1,500 calories. If you walk 10,000 steps, I'll let you have 1,800 calories. I think I said 15,000, 1,500. Am I the only one who has that battle? Have you ever noticed that? That we are not harmonious with ourselves. We were, but we aren't anymore because... The image has been fractured. But you see, we're not just harmonious. We, we weren't just created to be harmonious. We were called to be in harmonious relationship. Harmonious relationship. Look at Genesis 1, 28 and 29, then verse 7 of chapter 2. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in the number. See, that, that's relational. Would you agree with me? Be fruitful and increase in number, but the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish and the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face. Do you, are you hearing this relationship? On the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they, they will be yours. I mean, I, I want you to see this picture we were living in harmony with nature, relationally. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping that vegetables tasted better then because we weren't allowed to eat meat. Because we were in perfect relationship with creation, right? The lions did not attack us. We don't have to worry about the war for the planet of the apes because we were all on the same side. That's as funny as I get right there. I love the planet of the apes. I'm sorry. I just had to throw that out there. But, but look at this. Look at chapter 2, verse 7. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust. The dust of the ground. Do you, can you get any more intimate than that? You know, do you see God? Forming man? Then it says, He breathed life into him. The breath of life. Do you see the harmony between God and man? What happened? Colossians 1.21 says, We became alienated. From God. Because of sin. And the harmony was broken between us and God and, and, and us and others and, and us and creation. Somebody say, help us, Jesus. You know, as I was praying about this, this whole image of God thing, uh, what came to me was, we have a longing to belong because that image was fractured. Don't we? 
We have a longing to belong again in perfect relationship with God, with others, with creation. There was a TV show uh, back in the 80s called Cheers. Anybody remember that? And uh, they had a theme song that got across Making this imagery. Making a in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see our troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. one of the song says making your way in the world today takes everything you've got it's broken right it's broken taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot wouldn't you like to get away to get drunk oh wait that wasn't that's just implied by all the alcohol and it, the fact that it's a bar of course where everybody knows your name, longing for belonging. And they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see our troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. Verse 2, all those nights when you've got no lights, the check is in the mail. Anybody still waiting for that check? That's so we were taught in the Dauber household. Always check, always check the mail because that check could What check? Who sent us a check? Nobody. And your little angel hung the cat by up its tail. Up by its tail. Is that wrong? And your third fiancé didn't show. A longing to belong. Roll out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead. Uh Uh-oh, the morning's looking bright. And your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write. And your husband wants to be a girl. It reflects this brokenness, doesn't it? This longing to belong. But the answer of the world is intoxication. How do you deal with the fact that, that your, the image of God in you is shattered and you have this longing to belong? Get intoxicated. Intoxicated by alcohol? Intoxicated by drugs, intoxicated by sex, intoxicated by food, intoxicated by power, intoxicated by money. You just put what your thing is that your sin nature causes you to be guided to. And none of those are the answer. You're longing to belong, you're going to be shocked by this answer. 
You're going to think, he spent all week on this message. Your longing to belong can only be fulfilled by Jesus Christ. Uh, Period. There is no other way to have the longing that you have because Jesus was a part of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that created the image of God in you and He came here to this world to fix it for you. Romans chapter 8 tells us we can have a harmonious relationship with God again. Verses 9 through 11. I I want to read this to you. I want you to hear it. You, however. How many of you are a you? Look at your neighbor. Just point. You're a you. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, how does He live in us? We have to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. There's no other way that the Spirit of God enters us except through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life. Woohoo! Because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. Did you hear that if? The dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. We can be reconciled to God and have a harmonious, intimate relationship with God through Jesus Christ There is a re-beginning for all of us in that. Let me ask you, have you done that? Have you said yes to Jesus? Have you declared He is your Lord and your Savior? If you've not, why not make this the morning that you do that? Now, you can have a harmonious relationship with others also who are in Christ. It's kind of interesting if, if you look at uh, Romans 12 and also 1 Corinthians 12, we are told when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we become part, we belong. What do we? We long to belong. So when we accept Christ, we belong to what? The body of So even though I didn't know Harry a year ago, right? I I came here. We're brothers in Christ because we have Jesus in common. Now, we still have our sin nature, amen? We still blow it and get upset at each other, but we can still be harmonious. All right, let me get real. Amy and I are getting ready to celebrate 24 years years together. Isn't that right? March 19th. All right. So I'm not real good at living with people. All right. For 18 years, I lived with my mom. That didn't go so well. I went to college. The longest I had a dorm mate was three months. I like to think Well, I I don't like to think about it. That's enough about that. 
Amy is the first person who was not blood-related to me and obligated by law to keep me in the house who has stayed with me. I'm not an easy person to live with, is what I'm saying. That what, what has kept us together through the hard times and difficult times? What, what has... Now, I just want to be honest. We sometimes have intense fellowship. <laughs> it's always Jesus that draws us together in the bad times and the good times. And if we did not have Jesus together, we would not still be together. No way. Jesus can bring harmony to our relationships with others, even when you don't think he can. Now, the third one. Remember that harmonious relationship with creation. I've got good news and bad news on that. 2 Peter 3.13, so all the way in the back of the book, says this. But in keeping with his promises, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. We are still going to have hurricanes, tornadoes, blizzards, tsunamis, nor'easters. Even if we accept Christ. But we have Jesus to lean on in those times. But when everything ends here and the new earth and the new heaven appear, it's going to be in perfect relationship too. Isn't that cool? That God's desire from the beginning since Adam and Eve sinned was to pull us back into a harmonious, intimate relationship with Him. This morning, that's what I want to invite you to. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or just aren't certain that you've done it, I'm going to go uh, in there to the prayer closet, and you're welcome to join me. I, I, I try to answer any questions that you have. I try to line you up with someone who can talk to you more about the Scriptures so you understand exactly what it means to accept Christ. Some of you this morning, harmony would not be what you would say would describe your relationship with your spouse, with your children, with your co-workers. You've come and it's more of a disharmony. And so this morning, if that's you, I want to invite you up, prayer team, if you would just be available, if anybody wants to pray for that. And and as I I prayed about that, the, the word that came to me was forgive. There are some of you this morning, there are people in your life that you, you just keep holding on and you won't forgive. And you're never going to enter into a harmonious relationship until you're able to say that word. I forgive you. There's some of you today who need to look at that person next to you and say, 
please forgive me. You know why. You don't even have to say it. You know why. The Lord wants you to be in harmonious relationship. Then the third thing, as I prayed between services, um, if if the Lord's not calling you to do those two things, what would some of you just come up and pray for those who are right now where are, are just going through tough times because creation is fighting against them? Because they're not in harmonious relationships? Would you be willing to just come up and specifically pray for those people on the East Coast right now who, who are facing that nor'easter? However, Jesus is calling you this morning. I call you to respond. Amen.